Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. This is Q&A number 100. I can't believe I've been doing this for 100 weeks. It feels like in so many ways it's just flown by. So it's July 11th, 2022. I'd like to welcome three, actually four new members um, for this week. Uh, Rinda from Florida, Michelle and Peyton from Florida, Katie from Florida, and Tara from Oklahoma. So welcome to the group. I hope you will enjoy it. Um, I wanted to mention an update with the Coaches Now coaching app. As of right now, um, I've got it all set up, and uh, Coaches I is retiring after, gosh, I've been using it for 10 years. They're retiring in September. They sent me a link about taking my 3,000 videos that I have there, 3,100 videos, something like that. And how I can store them somewhere so I don't lose them when they shut the service down. I haven't figured that out yet, but that's on my August to-do list. Um, July to-do list is to get everybody transferred over to uh, Coach Now. So I think of 100 and some members, I've got like 35 done already. So what will happen is when you send me a video, I will ask you for your email. The reason I'm doing that, nothing's going to change. You still send me your videos uh, e either to Facebook Messenger or to um, an email, to my email. And then what I do is I will then put your video that you send me in the Coaches Now app and I will do my review, my critique, and then I save it and share it just like before. The private ones I'll just send back to you the way that you send them to me, like Facebook Messenger or email. And then the ones that can go public, I'll share some of them, not all of them, in the group just because I don't want to overwhelm the group with a zillion posts a day. So I do recommend um, that you do send anything to me unless like on Mondays I ask for um, people to let me know if, if they have any questions or if they have a personal best or win from the weekend. You can either comment in that post um, on the comments or you can send me a private message if you prefer as well. And so far we have six, six riders and horses on the July personal best list. And that drawing will be at the end of the month. So let's keep adding to that. Um, when we get to a certain amount, um, when I get to my goal of 150, um, members, I'll keep increasing things. But right now, uh, that was my two-year goal. We're getting close to my two-year goal, so I really hope to get to 150. I did run a special that if you refer a friend and they mention your name, you'll get a free month. And then if anybody signs up new, um, they'll get one month free. And this is just a summer special for July and August, and it'll end September 1st. So, um, so anyhow, it's like a BOGO, buy one, get one kind of deal. But it is so that um, I can celebrate my two-year anniversary kind of deal. And um, anyhow, with the personal best drawings, once we get to 20 names, I, uh, I pull out one name. If we get to 40 personal best, I will pull out two names for prizes. So that's how that's going to work and so on from there. So I hope we have that many personal bests. That would be awesome. So um, that's the goal. And a personal best, like I said, can be any anything that you're proud of whether you've taught a colt to pick up their leads or side pass or, you know, you hauled to your first rodeo or your horse moved up from the 40 to the 3D or a personal best fast time, whatever it is, whatever you're proud of, you move from the 2D to the 1D, any of that stuff is 
completely exciting and should be celebrated because those small wins add up to big wins. So that's kind of where my coach coach now update is for you. Again, um, you'll have, when you log in, you don't have to go there at all. It's just a place that um, I can look back and say, okay, last time she ran in this arena, she ran this, or we can kind of track your progress. Or if I'm seeing something consistently, like, you know, you haven't fixed your hands or you're not fixing your horse's, you know, position into the turns or something, then we know what we need to focus on for goals. So, um, so anyhow, we'll be setting new goals coming up soon too. And, um, it's the summertime and I know everybody's super busy. So anyways, um, it's hot and kids are out for summer and, you know, a lot's going on in the summertime. So we'll, we'll kind of check in towards the end of the year for our new goals for 2023, but keep working on those 2022 goals as well. So any new member, I sent you a podcast to go ahead and get yourself um, set up uh, to, to do the first challenge. And that kind of covers a lot of what we're doing today. The topic today is part five of the horsemanship challenge, the mindset so I hope you'll enjoy it. I'm going to get into it here in just a moment. And um, I only had a couple questions for this week, so I'll, I'll answer those before I go into the topic. Um, I did last week, if anybody noticed, I put in the group to on foot, um, walk the pattern on foot. So this week, I'm going to make that a challenge for your skill and your mindset to actually walk a miniature pattern on foot and mimic your cues for the exact horse that you're on. Um, and you can do that in the house, in the air conditioning. You can do it under a tree, in the barn shade, wherever you want. I use, you know, you can use cones, poles, whatever you want to use and set up a little miniature pattern. But you'd be surprised how hard it is when you're trying to do it on foot to think through your cues. But it really makes you um, work on your muscle memory. And then the second thing I'm going to recommend is that you... Um, have one barrel and four cones and I want you to really use your eyes and focus on your spots with your focused eye I want you to look at spots one two and three and then with your peripheral vision I want you to see a cone on top of the barrel okay so I'm going to have you put your cones exactly where your spots would be spot one two and three around your barrel for some of you that might be five four three for some of you it might be five five three you know, some of you, it might be three, two, one or four, three, two, whatever size horse you're riding. Um, but I want you to learn with your focused eye to look at your spots a quarter turn ahead. But with your focused eye, you can still see other things with your peripheral vision. And when you get really good at this, you'll be able to pick your spots around the barrel that you want to go to with your eyes. But you'll still know with your peripheral vision exactly where that barrel is all the time. The goal of this is to teach you to look between your horse's ears and not down their neck. That's the number one problem I see with people hitting barrels or starting turns too soon is looking down that horse's neck and then either lifting their shoulder or dropping their shoulder, lifting their hand or dropping their hand. All those things just make anticipation worse. So I think that's going to be a fun thing and I'll put it in the group tomorrow with a little bit more detail. But anyways, um, also would like to see you guys work on separating rate and turn. That seems to be a big issue. And that's important for you horses that are push horses on riding push horses, not just the free runners. Obviously, free runners, it's more, you know, you know, you've got to separate rate and turn. But these push horses, people get afraid sometimes to, to um, sit for rate or 
they uh, they do sit and they give the turn cue and that's why they have anticipation issues. So I'm going to post a video this week in, in the group about that as well as spirals. I think some people are misunderstanding my drills sometimes when I when you send them to me. Um, I'll be like, oh, that's not exactly how I want it done. So, so I'm going to go ahead and try to post better videos for you to follow along if you have questions. That's why it's important I should see your training videos once in a while because um, sometimes you're not practicing it correctly, so then it's not going to work in competition. So, um, so definitely send those as well. Okay, so for the first question, um, let's see what we have today. I have to read my scratch here. Let's see. Hitting barrels going in. So I already mentioned that um, a concern, which I get this question a lot. But you guys, in, in competition, straighter or longer is really important. And until you get good at it, you may have to pick a spot on the fence that you ride to. As I mentioned, you look between those ears. You keep those shoulders even, those hands even. Uh, the hips are even. So you're really square as you're riding your horse into the hole. And then, in addition to that, what you do is you'll use your feet and your energy. You may even need to smooch on that really true push horse. But um, you'll continue to drive that horse up in the hole with your focused eye. You're looking deep. And then your peripheral vision will feel when your leg gets to the barrel to give them that turn cue. Now, for tune-ups, I absolutely love in and outs because it teaches the horse that, look, we're going to go to our normal three-foot pocket, but two strides out. I'm going to sit and I'm going to step in my outside stirrup and I'm going to use my inside hand and leg. You're going to let me have a little bit of nose. You're going to pick up your shoulder, soften your rib cage, and you're going to pick up and move away from this barrel with that shoulder and ride that hindquarters to spot one and two all the way to the pivot spot. So you're going to want to make that pocket for sure at least five feet going in, five feet on the backside, and then three feet coming out. And really use your hips and legs. Um, your hands should always just be light and give and take. Um, and that's important. So that is one of the most important things I can suggest. The number one reason um, is because people give the turn cue when they should be only giving the rate cue. And that's what can cause a problem. Um, like I mentioned, looking down the neck or lifting or dropping the hands as well. So the second question is going by the first barrel with a rate or position problem. And it can sometimes be both. And um, so I've done some videos this week where you're going straight at the barrel instead of um, lined up with third and going middle arc and then spot one and spot two. And it needs to be done in that order. So if you're running down the, the alleyway and you're going right at that first barrel, you are going to have a position issue and you're going to go topside. And if you go topside, your rate's going to be up closer 10 feet past spot one and you're going to end up going by the fence and cost yourself extra strides around that barrel. It's also going to be slow and not snappy. If you get to your arc and your spot one and two, then you're in a perfect position to slingshot out of that first barrel with a lot of power at your um, at your pivot spot. So keep that in mind. Um, also work on um, loose rein woe at your rate spot. Really focus that they're relaxed at spots one, two, and three. Make sure you're sitting with your body at your loose rein woe rate spot all the way through your turn. Um, a good one for that is single barrel on the pattern. Um, or you can do circles and true turns as well. Because um, that gets your horse really, gets you really understanding what your body means to your horse. So those are good things to do. Um, if you are having a rate issue, 
Um, definitely do, you know, backing, loose rein, woe, rollbacks, transitions, where they're raiding off your body. Uh, make sure they understand what woe means. You know, spend time on that. So another question was about tie downs. Um, and uh, if I, if they should use them for more control on a horse. And no, absolutely not. Um, there is a time and a place for a tie down, but it's not because of number one, you have holes in your foundation. Um, you know, if you're putting a tie down because your horse doesn't face flex left, right, and down, or doesn't do leg laterals, um, if your horse doesn't, you know, know how to do perfect circles at different sizes and speeds, uh, have a loose rein woe, know how to rate off your body. If there's holes in your foundation, you don't need a tie down because a horse can still run off with you, rear bucks, you know, all those things in a tie down. Um, it's not, you know, it's not for that reason. The second reason is if there's holes in the rider's cues, if you're making mistakes with your hands or your body or where you're looking, that's not going to fix, uh, tie down's not going to fix a rider cue issue. That's why it's so important that I, I look at your photos, that I get to do your slow motion videos, because it really tells me where the problem is, and I can really show you with my eyes what I see, and hopefully that can help you improve. And then the third thing is if they have a solid pattern first. A lot of people are putting speed in front of pattern, and if a horse is having to be pulled around a barrel, they obviously don't know their job. If you have to check their head off to get them to slow down before a barrel, they obviously don't know their job. A horse should have been taught the barrels in such a way that when you sit, they know that means rate. When you turn your body, that means turn the barrel. And, um, and then when you sit up, they know that means go again. And horses learn through consistency and repetition. So if you're consistently teaching them wrong, they have learned the barrels wrong. So that's why you never want to put speed in front of perfect pattern and slow correct. And it takes time, you guys. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. So um, so keep remembering that too. Um there might be a place for a tie down, maybe with a higher headed type horse, or if you're trying to shave off that last half second, you know, that horse that might need a little bit more because they're a little bit stronger, but, but not because you have holes in a rider's cue or a foundation, or you don't have a solid pattern first. Definitely don't train in a tie down. Um, there are some horses that like them. Maybe they were an ex rope horse or an ex race horse and people just slapped it on and that horse just became comfortable in it. They learned to lean on it and it was like a pacifier for them. Um, but, you know, if you do have a free runner or a stronger horse, I wouldn't just put it on for that reason. I would really spend more time on my foundation in my own opinion. But, but there are, because, you know, you have to remember, you guys, a horse balances with their head and neck. And I've seen horses slip in barrel turns and try to stand themselves up. But because their head's tied down, they can't. And they end up hitting their head on the barrel or falling down. So the less you can do, the less is more, in my opinion. But there is a time and a place for things. But uh, to me, they shouldn't be used as a Band-Aid. So uh, anyhow, I'm going to get off that subject and go into the um, mental game. Uh, last part five of the horsemanship challenge. This was emailed to anybody who asked for it. And I've also posted in the group as well. You can always print these things out and add it to your TLC training notebook. But mental toughness is half the battle in competition. You have to have a positive attitude. You have to work hard by practicing and preparing. 
having a game plan that works for you and your horse, uh, being a calm, confident leader, that's all where you need to start, okay? A rider needs to have all of the above first. Without a solid mindset, you could lose a barrel race before you ever head down the alleyway. If you're in the warm-up pin or holding pin and you're already thinking you're going to hit a barrel or you don't trust your horse or you're going to go to the fence, you've already lost before you got there. So you definitely have to find yourself, uh, whether you're having a red light, yellow light, or green light, a green light is your, you do feel positive and confident. You've, you know, uh, seen your visualized a good run. You pet your horse, said your prayers, you know, you're taking your deep breath. You feel confident. You're, you're calm and you're in your zone. You're looking forward to your run on your horse. So that's a green light. You're ready to go. You're calm and focused. You're ready to have some fun. Um, you may have your nerves up a little, but it's just because you're excited to do a great job. It's just like some horses will get more up before a run, but you know, it, it's nice to have a horse that walks in calm in the alleyway and still goes in there and fires and clocks, but some horses do need to get up a little bit to clock, you know, so every horse is unique, but you don't want them so hot that they can't think either. So there's a fine line between fire and not focusing and too calm that they don't, um, you know, fire. So you just have to know your horse and journal about this stuff, you guys, what's working, what's not working, so that you really know your horse, okay? So um, again, you can get yourself calm and focused by doing centering exercises like deep breathing and um, allowing yourself to get calm and focused and in the zone. A yellow light might be when you're letting negative thoughts creep into your mind before you run. Maybe you see yourself, as I mentioned, hit a barrel or go to the fence or you're worried about the ground or a time to beat or you just don't feel like you trust in your horse or you didn't ride enough during the week. You don't feel prepared. So you have to quickly learn how to replace that with a uh, with a self-talk and be like, for example, I am prepared. We practice great. My horse and I are a great team. I trust my horse. I trust our teamwork. I'm going to ride in my spots and be in the moment, you know, and just whatever negative thing it is, just th try to think of a positive. And that's probably the greatest thing you can do in a run is just focus on riding to your spots and be in the moment, you know, breathing, clearing your mind before you run and just be in that moment. A red light is when you're literally feeling sick to your stomach. You cannot calm your nerves down. You can't think one positive thought to save your life. Um, you need to get off that horse maybe and go stand by them or go walk some circles on foot. Maybe even go back to the horse trailer and, you know, put rubber bands in their mane or something and just get yourself calmed down by taking several deep breaths in and out, maybe five deep breaths. And remember why you do this, you guys. This is supposed to be fun. You love it. You know, you want to do this and you want your horse to enjoy it. So, um, you know, so make it fun. Even if it means you let go of anything and everything else and just say, you know what, I'm just going to go out there with one goal in mind. You know, that 1% improvement. Today, if I just have a clean pattern, that's great. You know, today, if I just have one right and two lefts, that's great. Today, if we just, you know, if I just execute writing to my spots, you know, that's a win, whatever it is, you know, whatever your thing is. So just remember that. And, um, and you can calm yourself down 
by doing that center, centering and meditation for just a minute for a positive sprint. You can tell yourself something positive um, and pet your horse and then, you know, say a prayer for a clean, safe run. And I'm grateful for my horse and to be able to be here, blah, blah, blah. You know, just, you know, whatever works for you, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, and what I mean by that is just kind of customize it to your own whatever works for you. You know what I'm saying? And then um, have a job. Let's see here. You, oh, and that's another thing. Just focus on being grateful that you're healthy. You have a job. You can afford to barrel race. You have a healthy horse, all of those things. So use the KISS theory. Keep it simple um, silly and just be positive. Uh, there's a video and, um, podcast to go with everything I've listed. Um, you know, in, in this, uh, mentioning here, the, um, other thing I want to talk to you about, and I think this is really important, um, is I also put a post on Friday for motivation about the small part of your brain called the reticular activating system. So remember that can be your very best friend, okay? It can also be your worst enemy. Whatever you say in your brain, that little part of your brain, that reticular activating system is going to try to um, match it. So whatever you think is what it's going, whatever you think is what you focus on. And that is why you have to be positive and confident because your brain's going to try to match your thoughts. So definitely make them positive thoughts. See yourself, manifest yourself, you know, doing what you want to be done. And, uh, and, and that's, that I can't stress that enough. Okay. So, um, the other thing I want to talk about is going that extra mile. I know it's hot right now, you guys, but maybe get up before the sun comes up and go to the barn and spend some time with your horses, cookie stretches, leg stretches, ride before it gets hot, ride after it gets hot or it cools down at the end of the day. Um, you know, sometimes there's storms. So maybe riding early is better before work, uh, before school, before the heat, or maybe under lights afterwards. I know it's at hard after a long day of work and school, but if you want to be ready, you know, if you don't want to compete in the summer, then take that time to get your mindset tougher. Take that time to work on your rider's foundation and your horse's basics. Take that time to Im improve yourself. So come fall, your horse is fit and you're fit and you're ready to roll. So, um, you know, I, I um, what am I going to see here? When I, oh, I know that what I was, I was going to say when I used to train horses, um, that's what I did. I, I worked hard. I got up early before the horses, uh, before the heat and rode as many horses as I could. I did lessons early. Um, and same thing in the late, because it's just not fair to you or the horses to have to go through that when everybody's just standing around sweating. Um, but anyhow, um, you know, I worked really hard in my thirties and forties. You know, I even worked so hard that I wore out body, body parts, you know, like my <laughs> left hip that I have to get surgery on. And, you know, those are the things that you have to remember. If you want something bad, like I wanted to be successful with my horses, I wanted to be successful with my business. So I busted my butt and I did it. But, um, you know, and now I want to be successful coaching clinics, lessons, virtual coaching. So I spend time at it every single day. I don't take ever one full day off. I don't remember the last time, not since I've started this group, have I taken, unless it was for a clinic or maybe something bad happened with, you know, lost my dog or something like that, you know, but I don't remember taking any complete days off. I'm, I feel like I'm always 
working at least a half a day on the group or some uh, something. So anyways, um, those are just things, you know, that if you want something bad enough, you have to be willing to do the effort. So, so I'm going to finish <clears throat> with saying that, um, and don't forget in my barrel racing, uh, record keeper, you know, we've, we, um, for those of you who've been in the group since January, we talked a lot about journaling and how important it is to set your goals and, um, don't forget to, to journal. That's so important. You guys, it really does improve, um, your, your toughness. And I know like some people feel like, you know, I just don't have confidence. I don't have mental game. I just, I don't, well, you're saying negative things for one. And for two, you don't get confidence when you're in a slump or when you're learning, you get confidence when you start winning. So that's why I don't want you to think of it as a huge, big, gigantic staircase to climb. Think of it as one step. My one step is I had a clean pattern. My one step is I've been in the 3D now, smooth and clean for several runs. You know, my one step is I moved into the 2D now. My one step is, you know, and just keep focusing on the small things. I can visualize a run. I can calm myself down. I know where my cues should be. I know where my spots should be. I've gotten better with my my hands and my legs and my seat. Um, I've gotten better with my horse's foundation. I know how to tune them up during the week. These are all the things that will give you confidence you don't you know you're not gonna have the confidence of a 1d barrel horse or winner if you're still in the 3d or 4d of course not but you can have confidence in yourself as a team not saying that the 1d or bus is the only way if you're 100 running your absolute best your horse is maxed out at the 3d and you are loving it that's awesome but that's what i mean you have to set a goal that hey you know this is um this is this is us. We are at our personal best on this, you know, and, and if you're not, then you say, okay, look at that. We've, we fixed this, we fix that. And, um, you know, I see these improvements and that's one thing I know all of you are super, super hard on yourselves. So take time after every run, good or bad, reach down and pet that horse, calm down, take time to cool out and take care of them. And then look at your videos and look at your pictures and then say, hey, find one good thing that you really loved about your run before you start finding things that you want to fix, okay? So that way you can say, you know what, my first girl was smoking, you know, and then you can say, okay, I, I kind of set up a little early on second or whatever. So, but it is important that you, um, you find the good in all of it, okay? And just break it into steps for yourself. So I'm going to go ahead and close with some short little words and just say how important it is, in my opinion, that you pray. If you don't pray, then at least meditate out to the universe all the things you're grateful for and thankful for when you wake up each day and um, manifest the life that you want, you know, hustle for the life that you want. You know, be joyful in every single day, every challenge, the process, you know, um, it's just something that we have to do one step at a time. And like I said, be really proud of yourself where you are, because you know what? I'm really proud of you guys. I look at some of you that have been in this group since 2020, some of you since 2021, and I have seen the improvements. I have seen 
um, the small changes, you know, and the confidence with those changes. And yes, I know all of you are competitors. And so, you know, it's one day or bust or it's or winning or not, you know, and, and that's because you are competitive. But I just want you to know that I am very proud of you and I want you to be proud of yourself too. So God bless everybody. And as always, ride with heart. Thank you.